You're listening to Pros Like Us, brought to you by NFL Draft Blitz. And now, without any further ado, here's Alex and Lou. That's right, gang. We are back and better than last time, we hope. Uh, we just raced through Super Wild Card Weekend, but on this episode, we're going to talk to a couple of college quarterbacks leading up to the NFL draft. First on the docket is from the Utah State Aggies. Number one, the pride of Rowlett, Texas, Logan Bonner. Logan, how you doing today? I'm great, guys. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for being with us. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, you know, super wild card weekend. While you're training, do you get an opportunity to watch many games? Uh, yeah, we train in the mornings on Saturdays at like 7 a.m. So we're pretty much done around 9. Uh, so I got to watch all the games this weekend. Cheer on some of my former teammates and some of my close friends. So I'm really happy okay. for them. Well, who, who were the guys you were cheering for? Charles Minahu. He's a starting lineman. Um, he had actually a strip sack fumble. Uh, for he plays for the 49ers up to high school with him and then uh Devin Tompkins uh he plays tonight for Tampa he's a receiver he does kick off and part return um he I played with him last year a couple other friends I've, I've known throughout the league very cool now we didn't mention that you also you did transfer from Arkansas State we'll, we'll hit that mm-hmm. real quick but but right now again just because I've always wondered this being a quarterback when you watch a game other than kind of watching your buddies how do you watch the game what are you looking for when you're watching an NFL playoff game you really just watch everything you see you see the decisions. I like when they show the like the end zone shot. We can see everything. It's hard to the see everything. The all twenty-two. Yeah, I I like I like that view. Um, obviously, that's how you watch film and you learn a lot from that view. But the view that they normally show on TV, it's a little harder to see things. But you, just, I just try to watch the game and try to get some knowledge and all right, see what they did here and see what they did there and what worked, what didn't. And I watch it sometimes as a fan, or sometimes it just I have a really keen eye for it. So it just kind of depends. Uh, how busy I am watching the game, or if I'm not doing anything, I'm pretty much locked into the entire game and try to figure out what guys are doing. To the quarterbacks this weekend making their playoff debuts, what impressed you? Who impressed you? I, I thought Brock Purdy did really well. I know he's got a lot of weapons and he's got a great organization behind him, and, and that's a, a thing that people don't realize: is organization and, and team matter. Um, the chemistry he has with the guys and stuff like that. Um, he's got some ballers on the team, and I think that he's in a great position. Um, where he is, and I think he played really well. He made smart decisions, didn't have to do anything too drastic, or just beat him and get the ball to his playmakers, and that's his job, and did it really well. And then I thought Skylar Thompson, for the situation he was in, I thought he did really well, honestly. Made a few mistakes early, um, try to limit those, but uh, I was really impressed with him. A lot of the throws were drops. Um, There's a lot of probably three to four throws over 40 to 50 yards that uh, I think if Waddle catches, it's a different ball game. And also, I, I, I know he's not a rookie, but Charles Lawrence, I was really impressed with him, too, um, bouncing back. Yeah, I mean, they just flipped a switch. I mean, he yeah. arguably had the worst half you could possibly have in a playoff opener, and then he turns yeah. around and have possibly one of the best halves you could have in, in a playoff opener. Yeah, that was that was a great game to watch. I mentioned you had transferred from Arkansas State. Uh, evidently, mm-hmm. so did your head coach. So mm-hmm. who, who went first, you or him? I was in the portal for about a week and a half, two weeks before he even accepted another job or even thought about leaving. Um, so I was first. At the end, it came down to 
I was waiting for SMU to make a decision who they wanted to take um, between me and uh, Tanner Mordecai. And then uh, Western Kentucky, um, they ended up taking Bailey Zappi, which I worked for him. He's doing a great job in the league. And then Utah State. So I knew I had a spot there. Um, eventually, when Coach Anderson got there, he got settled. He was familiar for me, and it was a great system, and I knew it really well. I was uh, making the trip up to Logan. I didn't visit anywhere. Um, I really didn't care about facilities or anything like that. I just wanted to play ball. And I knew the Mountain West was a really good conference. I knew that they were physical tough. They had a lot of draft picks every year. And uh, it was a lot better competition than where I was at. So that was mainly the whole switch. And um, I was really excited about it. And it, it worked out for me. Yeah, very good. You had a great junior season. Uh, you get hurt uh, a couple games in in your senior season. Did you learn more from the senior season or the junior season? And then what was that? Uh, junior season, I learned that I could really do it. We really went on a, a path where we we felt like nobody could beat us, honestly. Um, we obviously went in 11-3 and two Power 5 wins and first win in SoFi Stadium, so we knew we could do that. Uh, it really brought a confidence level of me, the fact that I can play at this level and stuff like that. And, I, and I've done that before, but when you transfer and stuff, there's always a little uncertainty whether you, you talk about it or not, and you always want to know, all right, well, I got to make this work because this is my last shot. Uh, that was really what junior year taught me. That I, I still had, and I could I can improve a lot more. I improved drastically from game five to game fourteen uh, that year. And and then what senior year taught me is that um, it can come to a halt real fast. Things weren't going our way. Uh, we were struggling early in the season, trying to grind it out, and just had an unfortunate injury that there's nothing I could have done to prevent it. And the next thing you know, my season's over. My college football career is over. So. Um, I kind of knew when I got hurt, as soon as it happened, probably 30 seconds after, I pretty much knew my, my career over at Utah State. So that was hard, but you bounce back and you got to rehab and got to look forward to the things I'm doing now. Um, my whole plan was to have surgery and then and then get back as fast as possible in January so I could start training, and that's what I'm doing now. Logan, what was the most memorable game from that junior year in 2021? I, I have two. First one would be first game of the year, Washington State going in there, uh, down 12 with like two, two and a half minutes left and putting two drives together and uh, having a game-winning touchdown with like 12 seconds left to win the game at their place, sold out, having that crowd, that crazy crowd that they have uh, come to complete silence. Uh, that was one of the best games. And that was our first win over a Power 5 school in I think it was like 40 to 50 years. Uh, at the program and it was my first game as a Utah State Aggie so that was huge and the year before that they went one and five um COVID all this other stuff they we were picked last in the league or second to last in the league that year and that game kind of just showed us like hey we can we can play with anybody and then the last game would be obviously the uh, championship Mountain West championship game against number eight uh I think they were 18 or 19 at the time San Diego State coming in nobody gives a chance um, first Mountain West championship in school history, and we dominated from jump from the jump. Uh, I think we ended up being like 46 to like 13 or something like that. And nobody gave us a chance. I think that the only people that believed in us were us and everybody else. They had a top five defense in the country. They had draft picks everywhere at every position, and uh, we went out there and we didn't care. And we dominated. And we dominated from the first half to the last, and that was probably one of the best games uh, I've played. And my team that year played. So it was just a combination of everything going right and 
gotten to raise that trophy with my teammates and stuff like that. Coming home was amazing. Coming home from the flight, we had thousands and thousands of fans waiting for us when we got back. So it was just a really cool moment. Where are you currently training for the NFL draft? Where are you at? Uh, I am in Fort Worth, Texas. It's at a facility called Apex. Um, this is where Pat Mahomes, a lot of the NFL guys train uh, in the offseason. So they do a lot of uh, Pacific quarterback stuff and, and combine training here. So I train here six days a week and, yeah, get the work in. You mentioned the injury, you know, early in the season. How's the foot? How's rehab going? Where are you at? Yeah, no, I'm 100%. I leave Wednesday to go play in the Tropical Bowl in Orlando. Um, this will be my first time playing since I got hurt. Um, but I feel 100%. I got released at the end of December, right around the bowl game. And, and uh, I've been training hard for two weeks, and it's, it's holding up. So uh, fingers crossed. But no, it, it feels great. And I'm really excited to be back and be training and, and getting to know all these guys that are here and all the different teams are from and, and just really just compete with the best. You talked about the transfer portal, and that's obviously become a huge part of college football, okay? You're 25 years old, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see guys like Stetson Bennett. I mean, if but for that, you know, he's <laughs> obviously his story is writing itself. You know, are there positives that you can take from, from the A? Because I know the league will look at it a certain way, right? When you're looking at a prospect, the age is always going to be an issue. But in terms of where you see it a positive and then any negatives that you can see? Uh, I think one of the positives would be I was a four-year starter for at two different schools, and I produced at both schools. Yeah, I got hurt a few times um, and I missed some games, but when I was a starter, I produced at all, at all levels against all competitions. Um, so I, I think that's a positive of me just being older. Um, I've pretty much seen hundreds of college defenses, and obviously I haven't seen in the NFL, but I can learn – pretty fast and, and pick up things uh, pretty naturally. So I think that'd be a positive is me being older. Um, there's a lot of guys that are older now due to COVID and, um, and stuff like that. So a lot of guys took the COVID year. So yeah, I think you see a lot more this year, maybe next year, the guys will be older. Um, but I don't think it's a huge disadvantage. I think it honestly would be more advantage of coming in as a rookie and just being older. And um, I think it'd be more of an advantage in some aspects than a, a 21 or 22 year old rookie. What would you say is your best physical attribute that you bring to the field as a quarterback? Best physical attribute would probably uh, I can make any throw on the field. Um, I'm really good at standing in the pocket and making any type of throw, whether it be three, two, one ball, fitting in the windows, dumping in other people, dropping in a bucket. I have a very strong arm, a quick release. It comes out quick and hot, and I got a lot of touch on it as well. So I think that that's my one of my physical attributes. Uh, I think I can – extend plays when I need to with my feet. Um, I don't do it a, a ton, but when I need to, I've always done it and made plays and broke tackles and stuff like that. So, and I'm really good at uh, anticipating windows. All the NFL is is anticipation and timing, and that's a huge uh, characteristic. I think that can be really beneficial at the next level. So, Logan, you mentioned all the different qualities and so forth. What are you hearing or what are your agents telling you about like kind of where your draft stock is now? Yeah, right now it's probably just be a um, – obviously, I'll be real with myself. It's probably a day three player, probably from five to seven uh, in that aspect. I mean, there's been a lot of guys in the past that have been taken there and, and done great things. So I really don't care where I, where I get drafted at or, or signed as a free agent. I just want an opportunity. And once I get the opportunity, I'm just trying to make the best of it.
you talked about two guys that kind of fit that mold to a degree in Skylar Thompson and Brock Purdy. Obviously, you know, Brock Purdy's taken this to a whole other level. But uh, when you see those guys, what kind of inspiration does that give you? Yeah, it just it just gives you an opportunity to look back and say, hey, like you just need to get a chance and 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 make the team and do your job. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. I doubt Brock and Skyler thought they'd be playing in playoff games or uh, starting playoff games this year. I'm sure they wanted to. Obviously, like everybody does, but you can tell me that Brock was thinking the same thing when he first started in rookie minicamp that he was gonna start seven games and go and beat Tom Brady at first start and then go and start in a playoff game and have a chance to win a Super Bowl. So um, I'm, he's doing a really good job, and I'm really happy for him. I don't know him, but I'm really happy for him. He's done a really good job of just taking advantage of the opportunity. Which NFL quarterback do you try to model your game after and why? I kind of just try to take from pretty much everybody. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan and Aaron Rodgers, and obviously I grew up uh, around um, Patrick Mahomes when he was in high school. I uh, watched him play in high school and stuff like that. I kind of model my game off of, I don't know, a combination. Aaron throws the ball so well and makes throws so effortlessly. I think that uh, he does a really good job of just putting the ball where he needs to. And so does Pat. I kind of just take from all of them. I don't really have a guy that I model. I just try to be me and try to make the best throws and decisions I can. Lou asked you earlier in the interview about the, the wild card weekend, about the performance that the quarterbacks put up. We're going to put you on the spot a little bit, Logan. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl and why? Honestly, I think the Chiefs got it this year. I think it's be, it'll be the Chiefs or San Francisco. I'm obviously born in Dallas, Texas, and I mean, I, I want the Cowboys to win, but they kind of let me down my whole life. So uh, it's hard to root against Tom Brady and them tonight. We'll see. Hopefully they win. But I really think the Chiefs are, uh, the, Chiefs are the 49ers are going to get it done. The 49ers are stacked. Best defense in the league. They got weapons at every position. Brock's doing a great job just getting the ball to him. He doesn't have to do anything special. Now, obviously, Pat's Pat. Um, they're playing at a really high level. and It's a toss-up, but I think one of those two teams. So, Logan, uh, have you ever listened to our show? I have not. Okay. You're the new hero of the show since uh, I've been a Chiefs fan for mm. my entire life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex has been a 49ers fan for quite some time so oh, yeah. you've got you've kind of honed in on what what everybody's expecting here but uh i don't know still a tough road for both teams to go through but uh you're right the 49ers you know do look uh, somewhat of a juggernaut in the yeah. nfc west when Jalen comes back and plays uh this next weekend we'll see what he's is and he's playing really well too with the eagles um but i just think obviously pat's rolling now and uh, the Fort Nazar rolling, but honestly, I, I'll be lying to you. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, but I just don't have any faith right now that we can be consistent enough to get it done. Honestly. All right. So you you said you're heading to the Tropical Bowl. How many quarterbacks on on each team? How many? I guess how much playing time can you expect to get? Do you know? Uh, there is three quarterbacks on each team, so I'm not sure. I, this will be my first game, first bowl game. I would expect a lot of reps, honestly. Each team has three quarterbacks. You have an entire week. How many practice days? Uh, three practice days. Okay, so those are probably just as important, or maybe even more important than the games. What are you looking to show off there? What do you kind of want to show the pro scouts that, hey, I can do this, or I, you know, you don't know about that, you know, the, that sort of thing. What are you looking to prove there? 
Uh, really just talking to scouts in, in general in the, over the past few weeks that they just want to see me, do, like, what, what matches up on tape. Can I still do it after an injury? Can I still sling the ball around? Can I still have the accuracy I have that they've seen on tape and they watch me live play at big moments and big games? That's what they want to see. And that's when to go out there and, and be me and show what I can and try to try to make as many plays as possible. Um, but also be smart. Don't be forcing anything like that. So I'm really excited about the opportunity, and I'm really excited to get out there and get the pads back on. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck in that. Uh, last question. Yeah, we're in a day and age. Of, I mean, obviously, the importance of the quarterback position just becomes mm-hmm. more and more elevated as time goes on. And kids are getting training from when, you know, they're 8, 10, 12 years old. Did you do that as a kid? Did you have independent training? Do you have independent training now? How does that work? Yeah, I started playing football when I was four years old, obviously in Texas. That's pretty normal. You ask other states, they would think that you're crazy. Like in Utah, they thought I was crazy for starting that early, but everywhere is different. But no, I've always really, I've started training probably specifically for this, probably around six or seven years old, probably three or four times a week with a trainer. And then I got to high school, obviously, I had a really good high school coach and he coached a lot of quarterbacks. He coached Chase Daniels and Greg McElroy and Kenny Hill. Um, and stuff like that. So uh, he knew very knowledgeable about the position and what I needed to do to get to the college level. And, and he trained me and then got to college and obviously we have quarterback coaches. So I've really been trained at every level and since I was probably five or six years old. So here we go. This is your time to the floor is yours. You can go ahead and shout out your, your uh, social media handles. You can shout out anybody that you feel you need to. The floor is yours. Go for it. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to my parents and uh, my sister just being supportive. Um, they've done a lot for me over the last few years. I've moved across the country a couple of times, and uh, they helped me move and stuff like that, and they've always been there for me, anything I needed. So just big shout-out to them. And y'all can follow me on, on Twitter at Logan Bain Bonner, and then on Instagram at Logan underscore Bonner1. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I appreciate you guys. All right, Logan. Again, this was terrific. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. We wish you the best of luck the rest of the way in the Tropical Bowl and in the draft. Great to have you on. I appreciate you guys. All right. Let's go to our second quarterback today. Hailing from Sanford, Florida, number seven, Kalen Wiggins, quarterback. How you doing, Kalen? Welcome to Pros Like Us. I'm doing good, man. You know, happy to be on talking to you guys today. All right. Very good. I just want to start like real general here. What has football meant just to your life in general? Well, for me, it's just always been, I don't sound cheesy here, but like, you know, a way out. It's just always been to where I've always had fun playing football. It's been a game that I love and just being able to escape from everything. My dad, he actually coached high school. So I grew up in a football household. My older brother played football. So even my mom and sisters, we all in it as well. We just a big football family, and it's just the Wiggins name has always been known for football. So, so your dad um, being a coach, what was that like growing up? I mean, what you said, <laughs> was there ever a choice that you were gonna play? That's a good question. As I think about it, I don't ever like remember even it being a question. I feel like I always <laughs> loved it. It's just the football was in my hand from day one. Uh, but to answer the first question, I think it was tougher than what people think because. He was actually my coach for Pop Warner. So, you know, you got a lot of those people. And Daddy Ball, you only playing because of this and that, things of that nature. So, 
But on the other end of it, it helped me out as a quarterback. It helped me see the game better. It helped me learn things faster and just being around football more. So just helped gain a deeper love for it. Where are you training right now for the NFL draft? Uh, right now I'm training at home in Sanford, Florida. You know, I got a couple of trainers that have been with me since uh, since I've been in Little League, basically. So it's just helping me out, doing the little things. I have more trainers, but Gabe Davis, me and him actually uh, grew up together. I'll be training with uh, him and his trainer when they get back. But obviously, you know, Buffalo having the Super Bowl run. Hopefully I don't get to train with them in later till uh, February. What's your training regimen right now? Take us into... Your daily life? Uh, wake up, I'll go to therapy or, you know, anything wrong. Just happen to strength around 10 o'clock in the morning. And then around 11.45, I'll go train for about an hour and 32 hours. And after that, I'll throw for another hour and two hours, depending on how the day goes. And, you know, after that, it's stretching and icing and doing everything I need to take care of my body and waking up doing it again the next day. What do you think you need to improve upon between now and the draft? Just my mechanics as a quarterback, just being able to get the ball out quicker, being more accurate, uh, being able to read defenses and breaking it down and things of that nature. Actually, you know, just going through my old film, being able to break down the reads and why I did certain things of that nature. So just trying to help me out in that sense. Kalen, it's uh, all-star game season. Have you attended or been invited to any all-star games out there? Uh, I actually have a scrimmage coming up next week, uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday for the Tropical Bowl. I miss how happened with the FCS Bowl. I wasn't able to attend, so I want to be able to go to the scrimmage and do what I need to do so I can be invited to the actual Tropical Bowl afterwards. So what do you need to prove? What do you need to show? at that scrimmage in order to get an invite to the actual game? That's a good question. I haven't asked that question myself. I, you know, mindset is just go out there and be Kayla Wiggins, play football, and just do what I need to do. I feel like me playing, be, me being the quarterback and playmaker that I am, it should be able to take me to what I need to do. So hopefully just go out there and have fun and play football. All right, let's talk about your first school. You obviously attended FIU. What led you to uh, Florida International? Why did you decide to go there? At the beginning of my senior year of high school, I was originally committed to Tulane. And, you know, things went down with Tulane where I wasn't able to go early in January like they wanted me. So they actually pulled their offer. And pulling their offer, Butch Davis probably got the job a week or two later after they pulled their offer. And, you know, he called me, let me know that he loved me, and we just went on from there. I went down there, visited FIU, you know, met him for the first time, and I committed committed on the visit. I just loved it. I loved what they wanted to do with me, things of that nature. So in the end, you know, you couldn't turn down being in Miami. That was my first time being in Miami, so just to live down there was a good experience. Well, Butch is a pretty colorful guy, and obviously comes from a you know, pretty highly regarded coaching pedigree and coaching with uh, – uh, Jimmy Johnson at the U and then at Dallas, he was a head coach with the Browns back to the U and he ends up at Florida International. Can you give us a good Butch story? Well, I mean, you were there for a few years. <laughs> Is there a, a, a Butch story that you can kind of tell? I mean, story-wise, I can't just give you one off the top of my head, but I can't go to say as he was a great head coach. He From day one, you know, Butch was always honest. He was always transparent. He let us know everything that was going on and just – I could say, you know, we had a lot of adversity 
you I could say, you know, a lot of hardships and things going on while I was there and he was always, you know, on our side. He always was a player's coach and he did what he needed to help us out through the program. Like I always say that he was a great coach. Okay. Well, you were there for, I mean, between redshirt and so forth, you were there for five years yes. and you really didn't get to play much. What kind of kept you going? Oh, uh, I want to say like just the drive and the love I still have for the game. You know, I felt like, you know, it gets hard on you when you're not playing and you can get down on yourself. But just in the back of my head, I always knew that I still was able to play. I felt like I was good enough to still attack my dreams and do what I wanted to do with football. So it just kept me in. I had a good family. I had a good support system at home. It was even though they know I wasn't getting in, my family would make the three hour drive from Sanford and every Saturday, every home game and be there. Knowing that I had people still loving and supporting me no matter what kind of kept my head in there. All right. And then in terms of maybe lessons that you learned, because, I mean, that kind of adversity, you don't get to play, you're practicing rehab, you know, with an injury. What would you say was the biggest lesson you took from that experience at uh, Florida International? To keep going, to always keep going no matter what, you know, I mean, life is going to be hard. Nothing you want is going to be easy. So it taught me, you know, a deeper grind, you know, just keep working on what you need to do. I felt like, you know, a lot of things that I, I was behind the ball, so it helped me learn to, okay, well, I need to do that. How do I get better at this? How do I improve at this to get where I need to be? And it just helped me learn that and learn that adversity is going to happen, but it's about what you do to get through that adversity. And your dad being a coach, I would imagine he probably gave you some advice. What to, can you remember anything that he might have sprinkled in there to kind of keep well, the fire going? I mean, he's a coach, but he's also a preacher as well. So, you know, he kind of oh, okay. spiritual piece of it. Yeah, he, he does it all. He's also the commissioner in my city. He He's just, I mean, he's known for being the leader that he is. He always was a good bug in my ear. Always, you know, he kept me uplifted spiritually, mentally. And, you know, I think that just helped me build to who I was before going into the situation. I kind of already was built for it, you know, with the leader aspect of it. So he just helped me a lot. And then on the coach part of it, he wasn't really it wasn't really about football all the time when we were talking to be. How are you doing? And what can you do to help yourself get better? So it was that helped me out a lot, too. All right. So uh, as I mentioned at the top, Southeastern University Fire and NAIA school. So, I mean, you're not really have the I guess the opportunity to play against the best players or mm -hmm. other NFL type prospects. What led you there? What made that place the right place for Kalen? Kind of got in the portal a little late because I was finishing my master's. So football wasn't really a, a real focus for me at that time. And as I got serious into it, Southeastern was very heavy on me. Lakeland being an hour away from Sanford uh, helped a lot because if I wanted to play, but I also wanted to play to where my family could come. I, they was driving three hours for me, you know, so I kind of wanted to make it easier for them, stay close to home and just play for a great school. I visited Southeastern. I knew about Southeastern before uh, I visit, but going there, seeing the opportunity there was to go in there and try to win a championship was, it, it, it stuck out a lot to me. So it was easy to make that decision. If you could characterize, I guess, the style of offense that you played there, obviously there's not a lot of Southeastern games on TV. So if you could kind of paint a picture, it just if you could just kind of characterize the offense. I mean, it's kind of like a, a big play type offense, if you would say, look, I would say a running gun. We do a lot of RPOs. We take a lot of shots. At the beginning of the year, it was more shots and more. We're going to take take deep shots on you. When we take the deep, when you drop off, we're going to come down and hit the hitches. 
a lot of quick game, a lot of things of that nature. And then towards the end, you know, people picked up on that. So we ran the ball a little bit more, a lot of RPOs, a lot of glances, a lot of quick throws as well. So kind of a balanced offense, a little run and pass depending on the game plan. What do you feel most comfortable in as far as offensive system? What do you like? What type of throws? Uh, what type of offense you feel fits you best? Just, uh, you know, the typical spread type offense is similar as what I was saying, like an RPO type offense with me. I feel like like I, I know my throwing ability is good, but I feel like my running ability is just as good as well. I feel like I can make a lot of plays with my feet. Just the RPOs, the read games, the triple option. Throws-wise, I've never really had a favorite throw, but if it came down to it, I like throwing the ball deep. I like throwing post ball, go balls. But I also like throwing slants in the quick games and getting the ball out as well, getting the ball in the athlete's hands, letting them make a play. What will you remember the most about your final season at Southeastern? What would I remember the most? I mean, Southeastern being a spiritual school, you know, I wasn't – It's. I grew up, my dad being a pastor, as I said earlier, being a preacher, I'm sorry, as I said earlier, so – I was very spiritual, but just going there and I guess the difference from there and FIU, the brotherhood as a team, the players in the locker room, just how everybody cared for each other. And, you know, after losses, how we came together as a team and what can we do to this? And I think that just that locker room feel, I think that was probably what I probably remember the most. Just we all felt like a brotherhood and we all cared and we all wanted to win. You know, obviously we wasn't able to get to that goal, but we felt it as a team. All right, Kalen, so now the next step is from Southeastern to potentially the NFL. Again, I think we've kind of driven this home, and it's nothing personal. It's just kind of probably something you're going to face is just given your limited opportunity really to play because this this past season was the most that you've played in six years. Mm -hmm. Why do you believe you can play at the next level? What attributes kind of give you that confidence that, hey, I can do this? Uh, like I said earlier, just my playmaking ability. I feel like when the play breaks down or somebody misses a block or anything needs to happen, I feel like I can make those plays. Uh, I feel like I'm also – I can pick the game up fast. I'm able to read things quick. Just being able to go out there and have fun and just go out there, I feel like I can compete at the top level. I feel like, you know, like you said, even though the talent wasn't there, I played with guys at FIU. I played with guys at NAIA that – I feel like could have went and played in the league or played in, you know, the similar things as well. I play guys in NIA that I played against while I was at FIU. So I can go to say that I feel like the talent was it, it was a drop off, but it wasn't as much as people would think if you said and actually watched, you know, NAIA football. So I felt like the times I did play at FIU and Southeastern, I feel like I can show, you know, I got a good enough talent to go out there and compete and play with the best of the best. Who's your favorite NFL quarterback right now and why? <laughs> Who do you try to model your game after? I wouldn't say I try to model it after him too much, but he, he's he been my favorite since college, uh, Lamar Jackson. Easy. Just uh, like I said earlier, with my playmaking ability, is nobody out there that can do what he's doing right now. I feel like with running the ball and just throwing and being a winner and getting the games won, in that aspect, I think uh, Lamar Jackson's getting that done. So he's my favorite by far. It's close seconds, though. I mean, you, Josh Allen, I love him. I watch him, you know, I said with Gabe earlier, I watch them every Sunday. I love Josh. I love Patrick Mahomes. Just the game of a quarterback now is being able to be a playmaker. So, you know, all the style of plays, I love them. 
But Lamar Jackson is the top for sure. Home is where the heart is. You love the Florida guys, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. You got to. <laughs> well, I tell you what, there's been, you know, some significant talent that's come out of that state and continues to come out of that state year after year after year. There's no question that uh, most of the bigger leagues in college uh, really recruit that area pretty hard. It's been a pleasure having you, Kalen. This is a great story. Again, this is Kalen Wiggins, quarterback from the NAIA Southeastern University Fire. Uh, this is the part of the show where we typically give you the, the ability to either shout out your social media, anybody that you want to, again, thank, or just really, it's the floor is yours. You can kind of give us a statement here. I want to thank, you know, like I said earlier, my family, the support system I had, not just my family, family, friends, my friends, you know, everybody around me that's showed love and supported me no matter what, no matter when I played, didn't play, just always being there. Down When I'm down, you always help me out. So that's all. I just want to shout out to everybody that's, that's been there for me. Kalen, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck with your yes, training. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. This was another episode of Pros Like Us. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone.